0: Hey everybody, welcome to our YouTube channel, Glenn Tompkins here, and today I've got another midday parlay. A little shorter video that you can watch during your lunch hour, but it's a lot of information to cover today. Today I'm going to talk about Zillow. Zillow decided that it wanted to get out of the house flipping business. They released about 7,000 houses that they're no longer flipping. Now could that be a good thing or could that be a bad thing? I've got some great insight that I want you to pay attention to. If you want to hear all of that, you sit right there. Hi everybody, Glenn Tompkins, senior instructor here at VectorVest. Always love bringing these videos to your attention. And I'm hoping that today is a really good insightful video in regards to what Zillow just recently did getting out of the home flipping business. But keep in mind, they will be staying into the home listing business as they were before they started flipping homes. If you're brand new to the channel, I invite you right now to subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon so that you'll be alerted when new videos like this come out. And most of all, hit that like button. Let us know that you like the video, that it's something that's useful to you. and. Also, I want you to comment in the comments below. Let me know how you feel about the video. Now, again, I've got a lot to cover in this video, so we're going to get right into it. So here's a story in regards to what uh, is going on with Zillow. Zillow is uh, one of a few different house flipping companies. So they, when you want to go buy, sell your house, you go to someone like Zillow or Redfin or Open Door or Offerpad to sell your house. You're going to pay a little bit of extra money for it because it's convenience. You don't have to show it. You don't have to do anything. You just give some specific information. They take that information. They offer you money. There's not a lot of negotiation behind it as well. They're going to say, here, we're going to give you this money and you're going to look at the check and you're going to go, I'll take it. Or you're going to look at it and go, I don't want it and keep on moving. So it's going to be one of the two things. So it is a convenience way of selling your home without having to show it, without having people walking in and out of your house, that kind of deal. So in regards to this, according to Zillow, iBuyers uh, constituted 1% of home purchases. So all of the companies that are out there saying that we'll buy your house, we'll buy your house, only accounted of 1% of the home purchases. People will still, for the most part, going out to see homes and make an offer and go through that whole process. The share is too small to exert an uh, effect on the vast majority of American housing market, according to Anthony Orlando, a real estate professor at the California State Polytechnic University, Pomona. Um, And if it's possible that it's happening in some neighborhoods, we don't have any concrete evidence of it. Da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. People are willing to pay more for a house because there's a hot scramble. There's not a lot of inventory out there. So a lot of people, what started this all up? Let me back up a little bit. Well, when we had COVID, uh, when COVID was out there in full force, a lot of people were given the opportunity to work from home. With that, their apartments um, were there for a couple of reasons. One, they normally live closer to work, so they didn't have to commute, number one. And number two, their uh, apartments weren't really set up for a home office. So what did they do? They said, wow, I can work from home. All right, interest rates are low. Let me go buy a home, all right? And because inflation was running the way it was, uh, the houses were expensive. Houses were expensive, but people were like, I need to get out of where I'm at so I can have an office at home. So I'm gonna go buy a home. And a lot of people were buying homes unseen because they wanted to get into a home. A lot of people paying over the value that was listed, the whole nine yards. This was great for the I buying people. The people like the offer pads, the open doors, the Zillows, because they could, you know, say, listen, I'm gonna pay you fair value, or maybe even a little less, or maybe even a little more, because I know I could flip the house for a lot more. So that was a nice time. Inflation was a good thing for those people. Uh, and then interest rates were so low. That people were still able to refinance or finance a new home at a much lower interest rate. And that was great. So people were willing to pay more because there was a hot scramble to buy certain in certain markets. It's simple. It has to do with supply and demand. And this article talks about that. Maybe the I buyers were warehousing homes so that they could keep the prices higher. I don't think that they needed to do that with inflation running. With inflation, prices were automatically going up. So I don't think that they had to artificially warehouse any homes to hold them back to create more or less demand. I think that if they would have just let them be, uh, people were still willing to buy homes. Uh, but, the The whole idea of supply and demand, if the supply is not there, people are definitely going to pay more money. Well, that's the, the game of supply and demand. All right. Redfin CEO Glenn Kelman. Uh, on Twitter, stating that the company would never intentionally underpay or overpay for a home, but he said there is a conspiracy among iBuyers. It's to pay lower commissions to the brokers representing the home buyers and sell for about uh, about six tenths of a percent. So far, the practice of iBuying has also raised concern about companies' listing practices. They'll Pete, this guy, said the videos does a good job of illustrating there's two sides to every coin and that potential downside of having a for-profit company or corporation involved as a middleman. All right, that's enough about what iBuying is all about and what was going on. Let's talk about Zillow. Zillow facing big losses quits flipping houses and will lay off a quarter of its staff. Facing big losses, what does that mean? We're gonna talk a little bit about that in a second, especially when it comes down to interest rates Hopefully, not hopefully, but they will be rising. Um, Zillow wasn't making money. Now, the upside potential in the Vest software showed me that this was the only company out of the stocks that we're going to look at today that was actually making money and had some upside potential. But even with that, facing big losses, quits flipping houses, but they were still list houses as they did before. They just will not be buying houses or flipping them. And this sucks. They're going to uh, lay off a quarter of its staff. That's poopy. But, you know, part of doing what they're doing, they're going to have to do that. All right. Zillow real estate website known for estimating houses value said on Tuesday that it will exit the business of rapidly buying and selling houses, also known flipping amid heavy losses, and it planned to let go of nearly 25 percent of its employees. The announcement was a major strategic retreat and a black eye for Richard Barton, Zillow's chief executive officer, who founded the company 16 years ago and has long talked about transitioning Zillow's popular website into a marketplace. Last year, Mart, uh, Mr. Barton predicted Zillow's offers, which made instant offers on homes in practice known as iBuying, could generate $20 billion a year. Evidently, it wasn't happening, all right? So now, let's do this. The demise of, well, uh, of Zillow just stopped flipping homes after scooping up thousands of properties over thirty uh, of three years. Here's what happened couple of things. Zillow is backing out of the home flipping business and said it will be winding down Zillow offers. The company has listed hundreds of homes in key markets for less than it paid this Article found for less than a pay. So they're taking losses. You would think that they wouldn't be taking losses because inflation is so high and people are still in the market to buy homes. So it's very interesting about that. Now, I'm going to talk about two other companies. How about this one? The easiest thing to do is buy homes. Offerpad CEO sees a bright future for iBuying despite Zillow's high profile exit. There's been a narrative of how this is a chase to see who can buy the most homes the fastest that's just not sustainable. So it's interesting as Zillow now winds this down, there's going to be about 7,000 houses on the market that they're, you know, no longer flipping. Does Offerpad or does Open Door be able to come in and just pick up those homes? I don't know that yet. Um, Are they in the same profile of the types of houses that they sell, all that kind of thing? Um, So it's going to be very interesting to see if they can pick up where Zillow loft, uh, is leaving off. So, you would think that with Zillow, the big player backing out, it should give or extend some opportunities to both Opendoor and Offerpad. Opendoor says uh, it shares short as investors predict gains in home buying market after Zillow's exit. Now, let's talk about that. Gains in home buying market. Now, Let's I got some notes written down here. Interest rates are sorry. Inflation rates are high. So houses are more expensive. I buying is great because people buy sight unseen and there's a lot of people I know personally have done that. Interest rates are low so it's great for the buyer. Now, when you have higher prices in homes that also raises rental properties. Rental properties are being snatched up by institutional investors. Why? Well, because if the rents are going up, they're going to make some more money. But when they dump all of that money into the rental properties, a couple of things happen. They become now landlords and in that landlord uh, prospect With all of the money that they dropped into the rental properties and actually with the rental uh, prices going up, They should be able to recoup that money a little quicker. But now you've got to update these homes. A lot of these need appliances and stuff like that. They got to put more money into them. Um, We got to do repairs to the home. You're putting more money into that as well. Well, So all of this looks good, whether you're a home buyer. You know, I now own a home. I've got a home office. I can be at home in a bigger home and watch my kids. There's a whole lot of great things going on. But wait a minute. There's another side of this what happens when interest rates rise how much is your home worth then? Now, you know, hopefully you got a fixed rate. You got a fixed rate and you're not bumping up in your loan to pay back on that home. But when it comes time to sell your home with int- with interest rates being high, the high z- housing market is going to be affected adversely on that. So we're going to still look at the open door people. They're going to scale back or they're not going to be selling as much homes. The offer pad people, the Redfin people, they're not going to be selling nearly as many homes as interest rates rise. And then when that happens, when it comes time for you to sell your home, oh, I- that's exactly how you're going to feel. So what do you do? Wait a minute. Is this really an opportunity for Open Door, for Offer Pad, for Redfin in regards to what's going on? Maybe Zillow saw the writing on the wall and said, listen, I don't know if we can continue to try to push forward and try to sell all of these homes and flip these homes and that kind of thing, you know at some point in time, it may not be advantageous for us to do that. So now let's take a look at these companies in the VectorVest software real quick, and let's go see what they look like. By way of the vector vest analysis, here's the four companies. Zillow is at the forefront, all right? And I'm looking at this real time today, down 3%, and it's the biggest move to the downside. I would expect that because of the big news. And it happened a couple of days ago, but the effects are still coming through as we look at these companies. Zillow was the only company in this list out of the four stocks that had good upside potential by way of our relative value. Zillow should still outperform the tri- uh, AAA corporate bond by 20%. Notice that Open Door. Redfin. Offerpad all have relative values below one. They all have relative safeties below one. The only one that's moving up in price right now is Open Door with a relative timing at 1.63. This stock is moving up, so maybe Open Door right now has the advantage with Zillow pulling out, whereas Redfin and Offerpad do not. Notice also that Red, uh, Offerpad is a sell recommendation. Redfin is a hold recommendation, and with the big news with Zillow, it's now moved to a, uh, a sell recommendation. Notice that Zillow, again, they were still list houses, has an earnings growth rate of 37%. All right, let's graph them all real quick. Let's take a look. So, my whole idea in regards to this story maybe Zillow did see the writing on the wall, and maybe let's go see if OfferPad and Open Door and Redfin still have potential upside. I do like with the news, Open Door. Three and eight just crossed down day today. I have a level of resistance sitting at twenty five thirty. This is the only stock that's nicely moving up from the bottom left to the top right. Watch earnings per share. Earnings is the engine that drives the stock's price higher. This is the vector vest analysis that gives you really good insight as to what's going on and not just news base. Let's go over to Zillow. Zillow's taking the big hit. Why? Because they pulled out, and that happened ever since earlier this week when they made the decision. So the three and eight went negative on the day that they made the choice. But look at. This. made the choice. Solidly, earnings and earnings growth is rising. They will still list houses and they will still be in business. Let's go look at Redfin sitting in a little bit of a channel right now. Overall, the news hasn't really opened up the door for it. (laughs) Open door, open up the door. Redfin, anyway, hasn't really opened. We've got to play this. Okay. So it hasn't really opened up the door for it yet. I have a level of resistance sitting at 53.82. Notice this company, like Zillow, Zillow's got rising earnings and rising earnings growth rate. But look at this, Redfin earnings are falling. Earnings growth rate are falling. Remember, this is the straight up analysis that VectorVest gives outside of the news and the the, uh, buzz around it. And let's go to the last one, which is OfferPad. Man, this is sitting, the least expensive one, sitting in a little bit of a channel, but it's got rising earnings and rising earnings growth. This one may have some potential, but I needed to break out of its level of that resistance of $8.40. Now, normally I say that this is a shorter video, but there was a lot of information to cover in here. And I wanted to give you some really good insight as to the effects of of the Zillow story. I think, again, Zillow saw the writing on the wall. Interest rates will rise. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's going to affect the housing market as people start to take out loans on homes. Um, I still think that if people are still able to work from home, the homes that they have, they're going to be in them for a while, um, and they have a real solid office space where they can work at home rather than being in an apartment, a smaller apartment that doesn't have that accoutrement, that's the word of the today, accoutrement to work at home. So the the idea is that this is all up to you to make your own decisions. All I've given you is some insight to help you to decide to make that decision. If you like the video, hit the like button. If you have comments about the video, please let me know what you feel about it and share this because I think that this kind of information is useful to anybody who's investing in the market. Folks, this video is over and until the next time, see ya.